figure out a way to hire us. Come to our All shop, right. do whatever you want, and then we'll just improv it until it's stupid or it's hilarious. Right. Most of the times, what's the average on this? One in three, one in four. <laughs> These are good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that that's not bad actually. It's pretty good. <laughs> Yellow. I called you guys, or you got the phone number. Hey, man. Hey, man. You you don't have to call us from outside. You can just come in. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Man. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> Are you guys open on MLK Day? Yeah, we're open on every holiday. Oh, okay. Look who's here, guys. It's a customer. Hey, it's me. Hi. You remember we did the the thing last time with the the guy. Oh, I know where I know you from. You were outside talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to call you guys. Perfect timing. I decided to walk in. This has been, it's been a couple slow weeks, so I'm glad there's someone walked in. Did you you want us to look into something for you? We're getting... Uh... Yeah, I got another international case for you. I think we did uh, Bogle Chandler last yes, time. Yes, we solved that for you, and you spent solved a lot of time that. trying to solve it on your show and didn't do anything like about five or six episodes we did in like an hour. I don't want to brag, but mm -hmm. same thing here. Same thing here. I spent uh, uh, five or six episodes and I know you guys can get it for me because, but we're not going to Australia this time. We're going to North Korea. Oh, oh. damn. Yeah. Do, do we have to? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go to Pyongyang. So pack your mm. bags. And uh, this is the case of Otto Warmbier. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. Yes, Otto Warmbier. Man, what a last name. Warmbier, yeah. Otto that's got to be a dig in German, right? Like, this guy likes warm beer. <laughs> I thought they all do over there. They drink their beer warm? Then yeah. he's royalty. Isn't that uh, thing? I don't Europe? know. I, I'm I'm of German ancestry, but know nothing of the culture. Oh, yeah. Sure you do. You know nothing. That's, that's what my grandpa told me to tell everyone. He, yeah, you did not see anything, <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, Otto Warmbier is a Jewish descent. He is. So, he is of Jewish descent. Despite the Warmbier German-sounding last name. Yeah. So, okay, here, before we start, I got a question. I got a question for both of you. I know, uh, TZ, you can answer too, why not? What do you guys think of Rich Kid Frat Boys? Um, well, based on the line of uh, conversation, why do I feel like this is an anti-Semitic dog whistle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable answering. I defer. Smart. Are you wiping your face, Rick, because you're a rich kid frat boy? Is that no, like I'm wiping my face because I, I don't know how to follow up to that. The only thing, the first thing that flashed in my mind was, wow, out of all my props here, I wish I had a dog whistle. Um, <laughs> and then after that, it went to, oh, shit, I have to come up with an answer that follows that. Put it this way. Only the dogs would know you're lying if you said you did have one. Hmm. Anyways, okay, so no opinion. You guys are scared that this is going to turn anti-Semitic for some reason. That's no, 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 no. I, I just, I'm taking context cues, pal. <laughs> I don't know, you know the... what happened to him yet, so I feel like 
joking that he looks like Andy from the office at this stage is a little bit too early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Like, is he the killer? You're right. This was a setup. He he's the one he's the one who's the victim in he's this. I'm just curious yeah. what you think about just that culture in general. Yeah, so this guy went to North Korea. His name is Otto Bornbeer. What do you guys know about North Korea? Let's start there. Let's talk about that for a couple seconds. What does anybody know about North Korea? Um, Their leader can speak to dolphins. Both great answers, actually. (laughs) Their leader can speak to dolphins. I'm hitting that one first. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Kim Jong-un can communicate with dolphins. Look it up. Does he say that? Do I have to look it up or can you just tell me what 100%. He says it. He tells people they can talk to dolphins. Okay, I never, mm-hmm. I never came across that. Did you come across any of that, TZ? While talking about looking at North Korea, because that's uh, hilarious to me. Our great leader, great leader, can do anything. I didn't. Uh, he is an interesting, um, you say, personality. Certainly. Okay, for sure. TZ's our our client today from Tapes from the Dark Side, and uh, he did what? It was five or six episodes. Five episodes. On this, oh man, I don't even remember. I think five, yeah, yeah, sounds right. I'm not from America, but you guys, but just by the sound of it, don't really know the whole auto warm. It wasn't like, was it huge in the states? This thing because I I, didn't really hear about this until after. Where is he from? He's from Cincinnati, isn't that that fucking weird? I thought he was like a 67 year old German guy, (laughs) I didn't know he was like. Your age and twenty-two year Ohio. old. Yeah, he does have quite a of uh, uh, like an aged name, or or how you say. Name. Yeah, he's got yeah. three of them. Yeah, yeah. Frederick. His Otto his dad Frederick. named after his dad. The middle name his dad's Fred Frederick Warmbier. He was born in nineteen ninety four. Uh, so yeah, when this happened, he would have it's December twelfth, nineteen ninety four. His parents are named Cindy and Fred Warmbier. So Frederick's his dad. Uh, he was the oldest of three kids. His friend and Cindy had a, a business that was successful. According to what I, I looked it up later on, they say that he was like losing money, but like the business looked fine to me. I don't know if you have any uh, opposites to that. Like his business looked like he was making enough money. I don't know. Yeah, the business was doing good. His dad was uh, a businessman, and I think I forgot what kind of business he ran, but it's like a um, siding, tin siding, or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Some kind of manufacturing thing. And, you know, uh, they overextended themselves in the, the economy boom of the, of the 2000s. And then the economy kind of tanked when the, the, the uh, realist, yeah, the housing market. So everybody was kind of going through that and they were no exception. So they had to tighten down, but he still, uh, he still was going to college and his, his brothers were going to go to college. And so you know, and they had a nice house. It wasn't like they were living in poverty, but but definitely um, not like mega wealthy. And that will kind of come into play later. I'm going to yeah. ask you guys to maybe investigate the kind of monetary side of this because there's been some allegations that that played a role in the demise of Otto. For sure. Like I said, from anybody else, he like everybody was going through that. So like, I feel like since he was still going to college and everything, he was they were doing fine. Probably not great fine they're super republican too so you see their house and it's like fucking american flags just draped across the whole thing like super republican people you hear them talk later and they're very in love with trump oh so they got what they deserve well they were (laughs) they were were in love with trump at first before everything happened there was some bad blood yeah Yeah, later on Otto went to wyoming high school uh finished second his class 
which makes you salutorian. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought valedictorian, and then you're fucking nothing. But I guess you get a second place prize in valedictorianism. Ming, athletic kid, soccer player, swimmer, popular in this high school. Uh, even though he used to wear lots of Hawaiian t-shirts, old Hawaiian t-shirts, which he called memorabilia investing, which was like shopping at thrift stores and buying old clothes. He's homecoming and prom king. Uh, one student who knew Otto said that despite running in the popular circle, given his athletic prowess, classic good looks, and unending charisma, he still felt like everyone's friend. Here's a little idea of Otto. I have a little chunk of his uh, <laughs> graduation speech here, mm-hmm. which... Do you think this is good? Can I ask uh, TZ before I do it? Do you think this is good or not? Uh, I think it's fine. I, I mean, through uh, kind of researching him, I kind of got the sense that he was a little bit of a corny guy. And so it's very kind of a cliche thing to say. And the way he speaks is very like performative. But I don't know. I think it was fine for a kid in high school. It, it sounded very much like his personality. I agree with that, but it's the way people portray it. Like got to watch this man. You know what I mean? Inspiration. Oh, oh. like, yeah. I mean, it's a a pretty, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a pretty standard, like high school kid giving a speech. It's not anything that's going to like blow you away. It just kind of gives you a feel for his personality. I think. Quotes gave me the words of great speakers like John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr. And Winston Churchill. Great authors like J.K. Rowling and Ernest Hemingway, and great athletes like Mike Tyson. (laughs) Unfortunately, I wasn't quite satisfied with what the speakers, writers, or even Iron Mike had to say. So I decided to resort to a fail-proof method of research I'm sure all of my fellow graduates are very familiar with. Get frustrated, give up, and go watch TV. That was when I got lucky. The office finale was on. I'd seen it twice, but had no objections to watching it a third time. I expected to get a few laughs, relax a bit, and come back to writing my speech with a new, more refreshed mindset. I didn't expect that Andy Bernard, the man named by the pop culture magazine Vulture as one of the ten most annoying characters on television, would say the perfect quote to describe this class. But somehow, he beat out Hemingway, King, and Tyson, and did it. I just want to know what Tyson quote he thought about using like you f- I'll fight anyone, <laughs> any animal, anytime bring Jesus here. I'll fight him too. I hope that would have been what he used. instead. <laughs> I think it's crazy how this guy looks like Andy from the office. And then in his high school speech talks about Andy from the office. <laughs> the office. It's, it's such a weird simulation yeah. Jason thing there. I, I find it funny how uh, he's a, an affluent white child immediately referencing Martin Luther King and then also putting him in the same league as a notoriously intentionally transphobic author and a fucking But was she was she back in 2013? No, no. That wasn't like a known thing yet. yet? (laughs) She was Um, like Yeah, no, that that might track. Yeah. She's just being weird about changing narrative. Although I do think Mike Tyson had raped prior to 20. Oh, yeah. He was convicted in and out of jail already rapist. And he's still beloved. Yeah, but he definitely just Googled like speech one liners, like 100 (laughs) percent. I just want to give you guys a little couple more minutes of this because there's a lot of auto talking in this. You have to understand that here, this is him being natural. As all the employees in the show were beginning to go their separate ways and begin new, exciting lives much like we all are right now, he just describes his feelings. 
He didn't use any big words or elaborate metaphors. He just spoke. I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. To me, that one sentence completely captures the feeling of this graduation. This is our season finale. This is the end of one great show, but just the beginning to hundreds of new spin-offs. Today marks the splitting of a group that has exceeded everyone's expectations, but our plot wasn't without its low points. We didn't win float building, ever, and we may have been the first class, also ever, at Wyoming to not win the LCHL Sports Award. In addition to that, we have all lost games, failed tests, ruined friendships, angered neighbors, wasted money, and done pretty much everything else that high schoolers do. But our storyline has also included something else. Our storyline has included something incredible. As a group, we're stronger than anything right now. We've made it through the good times and the bad. We've celebrated victories together and fought through adversity together. We've turned Relay for Life from a fundraiser into a community event that no one would want to miss. We've turned the student section at both home and away events from a few cheering fans to a borderline offensive monster. <laughs> Looking around, we know the names of pretty much everyone sitting up here. That's the product of going to a small school. Anywho, you get the point. I just want you to hear Auto Talk for a couple minutes here. I have a question regarding that speech. Yes. If I may. Yes. Rick, are you fucking face blind? That think that looks like Ed Helms? <laughs> is that that guy's real name? Sure is. Are you face blind? I think his entire demeanor. He like, Ed if Helms. he ages a bit, yeah, that's Ed Helms. Smooth, smooth curve. I, you know, I respect it. I'm gonna let you have it. I can see it. I can see it a little bit. Yeah, see it. Just a hair. I mean, you go back and you look at young Ed Helms. And he doesn't look like current Ed Helms. Just you were out. You were out. Why do you have to keep going? You were out. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, it doesn't matter. He's got. A, he's got an extra win. That's what it's got to be. Okay. Yeah. I need. I need like a website where I can go and see a timeline of an actor of their three. Well, really, if you look at this one month, one month old picture of Ed Helms up with this one month old picture of Otto Warmbier, you can tell they're both babies. So they're basically the same person. Obviously, I was right to say they're. You identical. want me to? I, I can. I I'm sure you could. Anyways, everyone who knew Otto just said that he was an all-American kid with a bright future ahead of him. I uh, got a scholarship to University of Virginia, double majoring in commerce and economics with a minor in global sustainability. He joined a fraternity, which is uh, Theta Chi. I don't know how to say fraternity. Theta Chi? Theta Chi? Theta, what is it? C-H-I. <laughs> keep going. I like this. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm asking. Just question. keep guessing, pal. Chi? I think it's Chi. And they had a reputation of accepting like the nerdier of the pledges. Yeah, he loved travel, been to quite a few different places already. He went to Israel on his birthright trip. Like we said, he was Jewish and he'd also been to Cuba. He'd been to Europe, Ecuador. The Jewish thing is important to this, not in an anti-Semitic way, though. It is just important in a way. (laughs) He took a study abroad program in Hong Kong in early 2016. And he was supposed to spend, I think it was, they said 10 weeks studying there. So he decided before his Hong Kong adventure, he wanted to do a little trip for the new year, the 2015 or 2016, January 1st, 2015, New Year's Eve. Uh, so he thought it'd be cool to go to North Korea. He wanted to see what their culture was all about. And there was an opportunity to visit through a budget tour group named Young Pioneer Tours. 
Young Pioneer Tours is still around today. It's run by a guy named Gareth Johnson, based out of China. I'm pretty sure he's a Westerner. I'm not sure, though. Like, Are you sure? Because that sounds like a traditional Chinese name. Well, if you look at him, he's Chinese. Gareth so. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. No, is he yeah, really? I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. I thought I'm he pretty was sure he's a big fat white guy. He he has a controversial history too. It's kind of known as the like uh, the drunken young pioneers North Korea tour. Yeah, they've gotten in trouble before over there. So I'm always suspicious of middle aged white men who live in an East Asian country because <laughs> it, it generally has something to do with something they may or may not have stored on hard drives at different points <laughs> in their their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The office, old seasons of the office. That's yes. right, yeah. <laughs> the British office. Like, I got to get out of here. NBC's <laughs> on to me. Makes sense. Yeah, no, they don't really hide that they're fucked either because, like, their slogans like destination your mother would rather you stayed away from. Although now they're, they're not, they're not, uh, they haven't been able to go to North Korea for. I forget how long the travel ban. Just Americans. I went there the other day. I could I could book a tour today. Oh yeah, Americans. Just right. Americans, Canadians. Wait, whoa, whoa! You really? August thirty yeah. first. Relations with Canada is just like yeah, sure. Go on over to North Korea. There's nothing going on over there. He calls his tours tours for people who hate tours. North Korea is his most popular tour because if you go to the website which is still around, like this place still exists. You go there, a uh, portion dedicated to North Korea tours and then other tours. Like it just has mm. one section for North Korea completely. Can it, I would be so terrified like... because like I would just start talking about the Arby's meat mountain and then I would get arrested because I fucking told them about the plenty in America. <laughs> you'll see what, mm. well, they'll see what they get away with. They get away with more than I thought you could actually, because like, so yeah, in 2015, they, these tours were considered safe for U.S. visitors, according to the Young Pioneers, because that's what they would say, even though the fucking State Department said, don't go to North Korea, this is a travel advisory, we will not be able to help you if you go there. But uh, Young Pioneers like, that's all good. kind of sounds like the, the Russ McCamey of guided tours. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, uh, it's actually yeah. true, because... I did a full episode on Russ, and yes, um, it's, it's crazy. The uh, McKinney Manor, yes, wild dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just everybody who doesn't have a U.S. or South Korean passport can go. So everybody else is is allowed. I'll pass on that one anyway. I mean, I'm not, I'm not interested. There's other ones too. It's not just Young Pioneers. There's a couple other tour groups that do it. Uh, just Young Pioneers is the cheapest. Um, so <laughs> North Korea lets thousands of Western tourists into their country each year through these like tour guide places and auto for, I guess it was five day, four night, New Year's party tour spent 1200 bucks to go there. Actually auto spent 800 bucks and his parents paid the last 400 after they, he told them I'm going to go to North Korea. And they went, I guess so here's some money. Cause they like auto was a good kid and they like trusted him. They said, Hey man, if he thinks he's going to be safe, I don't think he's going to get himself in any trouble. So here's the 400 bucks, buddy. And the tours leave from Beijing. So he got himself to Beijing and he met up with the other young pioneers. The other young pioneers consisted of 10 other people from all over the world, including Canada, Australia. There's some Europeans in there and at least one other American. And from Beijing, they jump in an old Soviet plane and head to Pyongyang. Now, once they land, this is where it gets kind of crazy to me. So once they land, their phones all get like confiscated and searched by the North 
Korean officials just to see if you're bringing in any subversive material like movies or fucking porn or anything that would show an Arby's meat mountain. You know what I mean? Like not allowed talking about. Uh, Let me tell you, they'd be going through a lot of photos. (laughs) We got a lot of cleanup to do. I don't think they would care. I think they would spend the entire amount of time it took to erase whatever they needed to off your phone without. And as they did, it, I would explain why that picture exists (laughs) of that specific one. Say, Oh, let me catch the date on. Uh, I was just curious uh, what, Pornhub video is Arby's Meat Mountain. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know later. I want to look it up, but I don't have time right now. Just like piles and piles of roast beef is what I'm picturing. Oh, God. All these tours are tightly controlled by the North Korean authorities. Like at all times, you have a North Korean tour guide with you, and they set up a bunch of events for you during your four and five days you're there. Like, one of the activities they set up for the Young Pioneers was to go to the Victorious War Museum, which I love just the name of it. It just makes me, that's so awesome. And at the museum, they're brought on a tour of the USS Pueblo. Yeah, the USS Pueblo was an American spy ship seized by North Korea in 1968. And as the Young Pioneers toured the ship, the tour guide like started to tell them about oh this is we captured the ship from the imperial evil imperial army and like super propaganda to the westerners and like i i just started reading a little bit about the fucking uss pueblo only one american died in the capture of this but like 82 other american soldiers were captured these 82 captured soldiers were beaten and starved for 11 months before they were released uh the 82 dudes were tough when propaganda photos were taken of them they were secretly giving the camera the finger. If you go look at all the photos they were sending back to America, they're all giving the middle finger. And the North Koreans didn't catch on that the middle finger was an insult at first until after. So when they did, they beat the sailors even more, you fucking assholes. They figured it <laughs> oh, out. That's pretty fucking... funny. Yeah. So wow. that's that's how the but that's not how the story's framed by the North Koreans. They're just like, look at we can beat them, no problem. We took one of their ships. The Imperial enemy ships. And and like any tourists that go to North Korea stay at the Yangakto International Hotel. I saw in a couple articles they called it the Alcatraz of Fun because it's isolated on Yangak Island. And it was fun, I guess. I don't know, like you're just on an island. I'm sorry, is North Korea not the Alcatraz of Fun? <laughs> just North Korea, though. It's entire yeah. Why are we isolating it to one specific place in North Korea? I think I feel like that's maybe like the corner of one of the cells in Alcatraz of Fun. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. It's like cell 85 in the Alcatraz of Fun. It costs somewhere between 350 to 500, uh, potentially more a night American. It's a 47 story tower built. And it opened in 1996. Uh, they call it a luxury hotel equipped with many, many amenities. Luxury is how it builds itself. Honestly, you see some of the hotel rooms. It just looks like any hotel I've been in. It's not like it doesn't look any more luxurious than fucking, I don't know, like a Hilton or something. How like much a, did you say it costs? 350 to 500 American dollars. Yeah. A night. If you're just, to see, be- this is how American really? I am <laughs> like that. That is like, that made my blood boil more than like assassinating <laughs> a being like told that I have to stay at a place and I'm paying the money, but don't get infinite choice in my capitalistic. There's enough life. stuff there. Like it's, wow. I don't know. It's got five restaurants in the place. Uh, there's a restaurant <laughs> on the top floor that revolves. Ooh, it's like you sit there and, 
Cool. We're all we're we're all eating those black bars from Snowpiercer, but like in five different places, one of which spins. The first floor offers all sorts of gift shops where you could buy a bunch of North Korean things at Western prices. Stuff like North Korean currency sets, postcards, stuff like that. There's also a bookshop in there that sells North Korean propaganda filled books written by great leaders Kim Il Sun and Kim Jong Il. In the basement of the hotel, that has bar, a sauna, a swimming pool, a barber shop, a massage parlor, its own bowling alley, and a casino. Um, here's a little clip of the the souvenir shop because someone got out of there with a clip of the souvenir shop. I just, <laughs> I do enjoy it. Did you see these clips of the shops there, TZ? I don't think I did. It's cool. I found a, I saw a few of them in the bar on uh, New Year's. One of the bars. You saw the bars itself, or they had pictures of themselves in the bars? Yeah, there was like little video clips of people in the one of the bars on the top floor. But I have not seen this one. Swimming, sauna, cool. massage, karaoke. I forgot to say the karaoke. It doesn't take long. Here's a little gift shop. Already sounds very hostile. <laughs> There's our Korean version of those books. We got the English mm. version of those books. We got a German version, I think. Or, yeah, German version of those books. Nice. Do they have a book on why the guy changed his name from Il to Un? He got better, I think. I think uh, the Wu Tang clan sued them. <laughs> Come on. Some sweet American propaganda here. Some anti-American propaganda. Just a bunch. Honestly, of like I'm obviously not supporting this, but I would be buying like one of each. Like this would make great art to hang up in random ass places. I feel like you are going to end up like Otto Warmbier if you ever go there. Do not go there. That's some foreboding. Uh, I would never. I would. There's just no reason. But also, I don't think I would try and steal something from an author authoritarian country while I'm being watched 100 percent of the time. There's a good comic book. Anyways, I just want you to see, this is like, I agree. Like, I find this, it's not that I want to support it. I want to just have these things because it's super rare. You'd never see this anywhere. It'd be super cool. And all the snacks. I'm sure here. someone at Etsy has copied that the same <laughs> propaganda poster. And I'll happily <laughs> hang one in my office sarcastically. I sarcastically bet. hang anti-American propaganda. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? But all it's those like snacks are just Elko wafers in different colored bags. <laughs> check Etsy. Anyway, so there's just a little souvenir shop. I figured it'd be fun to see all the... And that's just like the first floor. As soon as you walk in, it's like... I can't imagine the rest of that place. Like, North Korea. You they didn't finish like... building it. Like, <laughs> that's, all, that's all you're allowed to see. <laughs> Another big thing about the Yangakto Hotel is as soon as you walk in there, they tell you, nobody's allowed on the fifth floor. Stay away from the fifth floor. The fifth floor is for Korean workers only. Americans or any foreigners, stay out of the fifth floor. Uh, absolutely off limits even like the guest elevator skips the fifth floor like it goes from two three four six like no fifth floor uh the staff elevator has the fifth floor that's a fucking test though i mean they're literally just non-stop saying like yo we got a secret floor i feel you i that's what i said too it's like if i when i'm at a hotel I'm only going to my floor unless somebody yeah. says don't go on a floor. Then I'm like, I'm going to that fucking just floor. Just skip the sure. number on the official floor and just like, yeah. yeah. 
feel like it's a it's a honey pot. Oh man. Oh, I would have ended I would have ended up like him too. I've been like, what do you think's on that floor? I did read something that said uh like the night they decided to go up there, they were talking about it. And most of them didn't even like weren't even aware of it until somebody brought it up. It's kind of like, oh wait, like no one really looked at the buttons and they missed the signs. It was kind of like they missed that they weren't supposed to go into it or. Yeah. Well, I mean, they knew they weren't supposed to go, but it wasn't like they went to the hotel knowing that they kind of like you, it, it would be easy to not be aware of it from what they were saying. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm hyper aware of everything. The second I get there just to be like, how do I avoid dying? You know, yeah, for sure. getting arrested. For sure. Right. right. Now uh, I, I did see that too, but I feel like that's backpedaling by the guys that were there at that time because I'm looking at videos from prior to when Otto went there and mm. they're literally saying in the video, like, we were told not to come up here. We're coming up here anyway. Look at, they skipped the thing. Like, these videos would have been on YouTube before Otto went there. Otto would have looked this up. I don't think Otto was stupid by any means and I think he would have been, like, looking up where he was going to stay, Young Pioneers. Maybe not. I don't know how big... Nowadays, for sure, people are researching everything they can on YouTube. 2014 maybe i don't know if it was the same maybe i don't well it's also the context of the country you're in where like every every corner you turn there's like something you're not supposed to do or look at or touch or so i mean it might have been kind of in that but yeah i, I could see that kind no of like... yeah I'm, I'm with richard you, you, youtube was still in its infancy being nine years old and everything right <laughs> that's right. not what i mean i mean people just the culture of like going on youtube for everything listen you ask a nine-year-old to try and figure something out for you it's gonna be a little difficult you've not met nine-year-olds in today 2024 times well no they would have been nine years old back in 2013 2014 whatever it was i i like i said sure i I think Otto would have looked it up either way. That's what I'm saying, but maybe not. I think. We we need, do you think we can get his search history? Yeah, Otto Warmbier's search history. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go with TZ a little bit on this too, because you're right. There's probably so many things that maybe a lot of people just didn't like. There's so many rules that like that one just slipped your mind because there's like 50,000 rules you have to remember. Oh yeah, the fifth floor. I'm not supposed to go there. My bad. Well, to get to get on the floor, you would have to be. My my point was like if you're going in the hotel, you're not like consciously aware of not going to the fifth floor. But to get to the fifth floor, you had to intentionally oh yeah find a sure. secret set of stairs and like go up this place that looked like you're not supposed to be there. So. For sure. Yeah. But I why do they make it so tempting? I, I like I, I I agree. If you just didn't say anything, no one would go there. I right. I, I and you post a guard right at the elevator or something because just. If you don't have guests, you don't want them there. You just, someone goes there, you're done. Well, do you think this is something I never really thought of, but do you think it was like a honeypot? Like, don't go here. Now, if you go there, they know like, oh, these are the, these are the Americans we got to keep an eye on. Yeah. You're up to something. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think they had anything that tasted as good as honey there. Cause like, did you see those (laughs) fucking snacks? They look sad. Yeah, that's true. It was like a poop pot. Hey, I would believe it. Honestly. I'm going to go with, uh, I've thought of this, how this is the reason they made it so tempting is to get the, someone they could hold over the international community to get whatever they want. It doesn't have to be a spy or something. It could just be like a rich kid, you know, because mm-hmm. they, okay, well, I'll show you a video of the fifth floor because what they say is up there is just like a service hallway for like maids and shit like that. But like buddies, there's two videos here that show a little bit more than that. Did you watch all these videos of the fifth floor? Probably the same ones. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, who took these videos? These are other guys that went to North Korea through the same or similar tour group thing. And they're not dead? No. (laughs) And they were actually, one of them, there's a guy that gets stopped, like you'll see. One of the guards go up there and be like, "Uh, time to go. And they just kind of like, get out of here. Get out. And everyone's like, ooh, sorry. Ooh, there's one point where somebody goes, ooh, the cops are coming to get it. Like they're being super cocky. Dude, the story is crazy. I'll tell you after this, but did you read the story of like them getting stopped? later when they're going to the airport that same group the group that went up there no yes i did see it i didn't put it yeah. in the episode though but yes please tell it after this yeah yeah i'll tell you guys about it it's crazy yeah this is the same guy monsoon diaries mysterious fifth floor and look how short it is what goes on here nobody That all this propaganda is to keep their workers motivated, okay? Um, yeah, it would motivate me to keep walking. It's all ugly. <laughs> I like the old school computer monitor shooting a fucking nuke. It's very fun. So did these people who record this never get caught? Well, here, okay, so here's the story. That guy, that's not him who recorded it, but uh, his friend. And he got the footage from him. He runs this blog called um, Monsoon Diaries. And he tells the story. So um, they're like on the bus on the way to the airport. And the bus like pulls over to the side of the road. And these like military police with machine guns come on the bus. And they're like, everybody get off the bus. They uh, like line them all up. And they're like, somebody took a towel from one of the rooms. I think it was a towel. It was like something pretty inconsequential. And they're like, if this is not returned, like no one's going anywhere. (laughs) And they're like, holy shit. So, you know, they wait. The whole whole teacher thing. I'm going to turn around right now. Because no one would. And when I turn around, you guys can go like. And someone did, you know, someone put it there and then they were like, okay, you can go. And they got on the bus and they were all free to leave. But now like in retrospect, the guy's reading about this auto warm beer shit and uh what we'll get to is a similar thing where he was accused of taking something and ended up uh in not as good of a so did auto take a towel no you'll see well he was accused <laughs> of taking should we get into it rich i need or? to know what these towels look like because if they're a hot commodity why i want to show the one more video first and then we're going to get into what yeah uh-huh. yeah go ahead I'm so, well, hold on though. Yeah. Re- regards to the story, so did they know that somebody took a video and they were playing a mind game, or are they so fucking stupid that they stopped that bus literally for the towel? I don't know. I'm gonna go literally all, for the towel. Seems like they're always playing mind games though, so it's like hard to know exactly. Yeah, really. It's like you know, I mean, like I if know. if they did like do that just like over a towel, like those guys were probably shitting their pants to, thinking that. Oh, if this is for a towel, I'm going to die tonight, which is a good move. But I part of me feels like they were just like, oh, dear, sweet God, we're missing a towel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So ineffective that they think a towel is going to be their undoing. (laughs) It's really hard to tell. I I feel like reading a lot of the North Korea stuff, it's similar to like the Russian 
stuff where like they just troll people sometimes and you're not sure like what's real what's fake what they actually like what their stance on certain things actually is or if they're playing a game yeah i don't know i honestly don't know yeah i i i think it's the maybe it would have been even like they're not going to put it there and then we get to get a whole busload of fucking and then they were just disappointed that somebody actually put it down for them like, uh, I guess we could just let them go. I don't know what to do. They were supposed to resist. The Imperial enemy was supposed to resist. Right. Okay, here's some more uh, fifth floor action. This one here gives you a little bit more of a walk around. They're showing you how the button skips. They know they shouldn't be there. They're fucking whispering and shit. Like, okay, so there you go. They're back in that spot. Hey, look at that room. They saw something they weren't supposed to. That room, look, monitors. Bunch of computer equipment. It looks like they're surveilling the entire fucking hotel. Definitely. Wait, I'm sorry. Have they been ignoring that guy? No, no, there's four or five of them. The other guys are distracting while the other guys are videotaping still. They're still <laughs> there. It's like a fucking... It's like a goddamn farce. It's like the Three Stooges or some shit. <laughs> you fucking playing... <laughs> Doesn't there it you strike, you, strike you too, uh, Richard, that like... So, so um, Otto was taken captive for his alleged... Uh, theft of something yet there's all these videos of people wandering around the hallways taking video you know and none of them like it seems like that's evidence to show that that auto probably didn't really do what year was that from though like 2013 i believe that one was 2012 it's a year before but maybe uh, they just like slowly started stepping it up like maybe they decided like fuck it we got to have someone like live monitor or whatever or like could be upgraded the bugs in the room or whatever Wait. So, what are you? What are you implying, TZ? Well, should we get to it, uh, Richard? What what uh, Otto's accused of? Yeah, for sure. I was just gonna give the rest of the day. Like they just literally go around, yeah. do a couple more trips. Uh, they're sent on a helicopter tour of Pyongyang. Uh, they see the big statues of Kim Jong Un and his father. Uh, there's video of Otto seeming like he's having a great time, throwing snowballs with local kids. It's then New Year's Eve rolls around. Uh, what the whole trip was about. Uh, the young pioneers went drinking at a fancy bar. Uh, according to Danny Gratton, which is Otto's like roommate during the trip, one uh, no one supposedly got super hammered that night, even though it was reported that way. Uh, Gratton is mentioned a bunch of times in the biggest article I've ever seen about anything. Uh, this GQ article about this, Jesus Christ, is probably 60,000 words. Uh, but we have to talk about him in just a bit because he does do something funny that I enjoy. Uh, so he's a 40-year-old British sales manager. Uh, he seemed like quite the character. 
Uh, when they're on the USS Pueblo or whatever, Grattan liked the fact that the Korean guide was calling the Americans the Imperial enemy. So Grattan starts calling Otto the Imperial enemy, like everywhere in North Korea, like public places in North funny. Korea, like Imperial enemy, come here, come look at this. Like, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up, Danny Grattan, you piece of shit. Like, wrong country. <laughs> He's asshole. pretty funny. Have you seen uh, interviews with him at all? Yeah, a little bit. That, that right yeah, He's pretty like... funny, the Irish guy. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the countdown was spent at Kim Il-sung Square amongst thousands of other North Koreans. After the countdown's done, the group returns to the hotel. Some kept the party going, going to the bar. Others headed to the bowling alley. Some just went to bed. Between 1 and 3 a.m. on January 1st, many of the group lose track of where Otto is, but don't think much of it. Wait, so he he was he fully American, had multiple passports? What was yeah, the situation? Fully American, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, so the bowling group alley or the bowling alley group probably just thought he's at the bar group and whatever, or they just didn't care. Or we just went to bed. That's all they thought. Like Otto's gone, whatever. So this is when the North Koreans believe Otto decided to go back and check out the forbidden fifth floor. And I'm guessing he was a bit drunk and thought to himself, "What the fuck's a big deal? I'll go take a look at that." Uh, while he's there, he allegedly takes down a framed propaganda poster from the wall and steals it. At least is what North Korea claims. Uh, during Otto's trial later, they release a video of someone taking down a poster, but the video is so grainy, you can't even tell if it's him or not. I'll show you that video. You can tell me if you can tell if that's fucking Otto. This is kind of a minor detail, uh, Richard, but I, I, I found this out later after I did the whole kind of fifth floor exploring about it is uh, where where he was accused of taking the poster was actually not the fifth floor. It was by one of the gift shops in... I think either the lobby or like the second floor. Oh, really? Yeah, which I, I did this whole thing on the fifth floor. And then I was like, wait a second. Because I think even some news outlets misreported it as being the fifth floor because there was all that mystery around it. Because that's what so, I was going to say about this video. Like, first of all, let's look. we just looked at two videos of the fifth floor. Look very right. similar. Then you look at this fucking, this is the video of auto stealing. Super far away, super grainy. It's supposedly that's either the, the somewhere in the lobby or um, the second floor. I'm trying to pull up what it said. But yeah, I was going to say that doesn't look, but that makes more sense if it was, they changed it to like, it was not the floor. Right, right. Because that doesn't look like the fifth floor. No, it supposedly was not um, floor. Which floor? Second floor. Yeah, it was, uh, let's see, a restricted staff only area of the second floor, supposedly. Or okay. allegedly. It's, it was like the fifth floor of the second floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. The Alcatraz no. of fun of the second floor. Okay. Yeah. And supposedly the poster said, let's arm ourselves strongly with Kim Jong-il's patriotism. But wait, <laughs> but wait. So here's, so what floor do you think this actually happened on? The second. Well, that's what we're the all, consensus was. Was the fifth floor, yeah. so when they went to the fifth floor, it was like really low. Were all the floors like that, or was it only the fifth floor was like that? Only the fifth floor, according only to the, the guys that I read about. And how, they, do we know how tall Otto Warmbier, Warm, Warmbier is? I don't. Uh, I think he's like average height, five, eleven, six foot. Something. Yeah, I was going to say six footer, but that's just a guess. I have no that was, clue. That was, that was rude to call that average height, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, like uh, six five, two. Five. That, no. Was he actually five five? Yeah, five five. Wow. Oh, really? 
Oh, Did you make so that up? Above average height. Wow. Well, I mean, according to this random page, yeah. He's, Fair enough. I thought. Yeah. Wow, he's a short guy. You just said what it said. And it was a piece of thin metal, apparently, rather than a piece of paper or cardboard or whatever. So you just like bend it, but it was like like a like a stop sign or something like that. According to North yeah. Koreans, Otto brings the propaganda poster back to his room and gets some rest. Uh, I'm guessing he and the guests do other day of like have another day of sightseeing or whatever because they leave on January 2nd. At Pyongyang International Airport while awaiting departure, Otto is arrested. Uh, he's one of the last people to get his passport checked, and it was taking him longer than the rest of his travel companions. Two guards just come over from behind him, tap him on the shoulder, and lead him away. Otto didn't make a fuss, got up and walked away with them. Apparently, he didn't even look too scared. And as he was being led away, our buddy Danny Gratton said to his new friend, Well, I, I guess that's the last time we'll see you. Wow. <laughs> It's kind of true. When their plane's about to leave, everyone's panicking. Where the fuck is Otto? Why isn't he on the plane? Uh, an official enters the plane. A North Korean official enters the plane, telling the rest of the young pioneers that Otto is very sick and he was sent to the hospital. He's not going to be flying out today. And then the plane takes off and flies back to Beijing without Otto. January 2nd, not long after Otto's detained, the U.S. State Department heard about an American in custody in North Korea. They immediately got to work trying to get him out, but knew this would be a hard task. We'll talk about what the State Department's doing in the background in a little bit. We'll just talk about like auto first. Oh, oh, I think we know what they're doing in the background. What are they doing? I want to hear what you're, I think. Uh, I don't know, like something with pedophilia. That's what everybody thinks the federal <laughs> government's doing, right? You're probably right. They're all at Epstein Island. It was fucking 2014. Yeah. February 29th, 2016, the North Koreans hold a press conference. The North Korean state-run KCNA, the North Korean Central News Agency, announced they had detained Otto for a, quote, hostile act against the state. And they let Otto explain exactly what happened in his own words. Uh, Otto admits to committing the crime. Uh, he says a lot. I'm gonna, just going to show you some of this video. I can't show you the whole thing. It's a fucking half hour. I would love to, but uh, you just got to get a feel of... Remember I showed you how he's talking when he wants to talk? <laughs> Let's see what he talks like when he doesn't want to talk. After I planned in detail to accomplish my plan, I arrived in Pyongyang on December 29th, 2015, through Beijing. On the early morning of January 1st, 2016, I committed my crime of taking out the important political slogan from the staff-only area of the Yangokdo International Hotel, aimed at harming the work ethic and the motivation of the Korean people. After committing my crime against the people and government of the DPR Korea, I was detained on January 2nd, 2016 at the Pyongyang International Airport. I was clearly given the task by the Friendship United Methodist Church. I was encouraged by the Z Society. The United States administration already knows about my act through the CIA, which is closely linked to the Z Society. I love how I jump right into that. I think this is a fake video. It is not. No, I think it's like a deep fake of his voice. It like if you go back to when he says like the word CIA, like it says it like an auto-tuned like robot when you do the voice or the yeah, the text to speech shit. Honestly, like turn it into a word and he's like, see ya. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me. Like I'm trying to watch his mouth too to see if it does that weird like United States administration and the politicians use the Friendship United Methodist Church to harm the DPR Korea by all dirty ways and means. By all dirty ways and means, sounds like you're right. It sounds like someone put a Korean way of saying something into like a Google Translate 
And you might be right. It might be a deep fake. I don't fucking know, but I don't think. Yeah, so. what's up? What's up with these two bars over the top? Of I don't know. I don't know why we're all being auto warm beer apologists when he's clearly confessing to the crime that he committed. <laughs> well, this is also for context. This is if this came out today, I I would say there's you know a good chance it could be a deep fake. That's but true too. In in the time, uh, twenty. Yeah, but you have to remember 17. that there's a difference between what governments do and have access to and spend time on versus like the everyday people, right? So like now we find it really cool. You have to, to like remember have that the government of America and the government of North Korea have two different things as well. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but not when it comes. I mean, realistically, when it comes. And to- you guys need to fucking remember if there's a cool sci fi way of explaining shit. Rick's going to take that. OK, <laughs> it comes when it when it comes to cyber stuff, though. I mean, North Korea is super active. There's no reason to believe why they wouldn't have access to some sort of deep fake technology or the fact that, you know, maybe China would even help them cover it up in that way. So I don't know. I've. I, w- I would need to see a video where it's like, how weird is it that this bar is covering his face? Here's uh, here's another one that I find interesting, lost in translation. Thank you for your question. I will now explain the preparations that I took while in the United States. I took many detailed steps to prepare for my crime in the DPR Korea while I was in the United States. In order to know more about slogans in the DPR Korea, I did an internet Google image search with the keywords North Korea slogan in my rented Virginia apartment. I saw, well, over 30 images. Some were framed, but I thought that could easily be removed. They were large, red, and rectangular. <laughs> they were printed on a, a thin metal that I thought could easily be folded to fit in my suitcase. On December 23rd, 2015, I stole street signs for practice, and I kept them under the bed in my rented Virginia apartment. Then Sounds reasonable. I discussed with my friend excuses that I could make. If they <laughs> yeah, dude, drunk, this just sounds like the normal remember. way people speak English. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I about. To state and I had bought the slogan at a souvenir shop. That is why, at the start of the investigation, I tried to falsely state that I was drunk and had no idea. Then, on December 25th, 2015, I intentionally packed my quietest boots, the best for sneakers. <laughs> no, but I'm saying this is this is the thing though. I wonder, I wonder what like quietest boots translate to directly in Korean. Because I, I agree. like it literally sounds like they it was a typed up thing and direct yeah. Google translated and it's just exactly absolutely shit yeah, the best. Yeah, well, yeah. well, whether it was a deep fake or not, that's exactly but it's kind of weird. Like he's he's saying it without reading it off the paper on some of these things. No, like, he's looking down and reading. I feel like he had pretty good motivation to memorize. I know he's looking down, but like I would not be looking up one bit. I would be like, I'm not saying a single word no, wrong. Like, do you think, okay, this was about a month after he was taken, a month and a half, two months almost. Yeah. That all they did every day for those two months was made him read that over and over and over until they did it the way they wanted him to do it. He memorized it. It was mostly memorized, guaranteed. I think too, the way the um, video is playing kind of choppy through the, because we're watching it through Richard, um, replaying it it's a little smoother on youtube and it was also uh an international press conference where they have like high definition photos of him like in in handcuffs like walking into the building sitting at the desk i mean he was only five five right they could have in a month built a skin suit and fucking entered any <laughs> north korean into that i'm not arguing that it was a good deep fake <laughs> here's also the occam's razor for the time it would have been far simpler if they had him 
you know, captive just to show him the script and say, read this or we're going to kill you. Unless he, unless he got that injury much sooner and he couldn't speak. Well, we'll talk about injuries in a bit. Well, let's talk about the, I'll just give you a quick rundown of this. So he mentions that he got the idea from the friendship United church. Uh, Otto was Jewish. Didn't even go to this church. Uh, he said that his friend went there and the congregation, like he went over to his friend's house for supper one day and his friend's mom, I guess, said, and the congregation wanted him to steal some propaganda so they could display it in their church as a trophy. Because that's what churches do around here. Get trophies from a, a angry, like, that's, anyways, it's such a could weird... Could you imagine, could you imagine that we actually believe that? And I just came back from North Korea and I showed up at my local church and I was like, I brought you guys this. <laughs> and they'd be like, what the fuck? Put it beside the crucifix and look at it right there. What do you think mission trips are? It's literally what they do. To get the send the, people to go to hostile get countries, the trophies. yeah, and and their trophies <laughs> are put human in the basement. fucking beings. <laughs> I guess. you know if it, if it, if they had chosen like the Catholic Church or like some like Scientology, they needed something other than like the Methodist Church. <laughs> like they needed Man. something a little more conspiratorial, especially you not know. when it's called friendship. Like I feel like that must be a much more sinister word in Korean. You're gonna see something in a couple minutes that I find is a weird coincidence about the friendship thing. So, yeah. So he tells the, that the congregation wanted him to get, and they were gonna pay him in a new used car, a new to you car worth ten thousand dollars. So if you steal this, you're getting a ten thousand dollar car because your parents are in a lot of financial strife right now. So we're gonna give you a ten thousand dollar used car. <laughs> that's that's clearly a Korean person being like, "What's like an insane thing that's, that nobody would have?" Like we got to think of the best prize you could get. They're rewatching old Prices Right episodes and they're like, <laughs> "New car to you." <laughs> yeah, not even like a nice new car, like a just a. Ten thousand dollar used car. It's got like one hundred fifty thousand like, kilometers on it. Like it's dead. It's done. Extremely modest. Yeah. <laughs> then he said that the church said if he gets caught, the church was going to pay his family two hundred thousand dollars for the education fees for his brother and sister that he was responsible for because his dad wasn't making enough money. So since he's the oldest, he was supposed to pay for his education fees two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand. In addition to that's only if he gets used. Caught. That's only if he gets caught. And oh. He's going to pay off the parents oh, oh, with oh. the two hundred k. That's also a weird. Well, like... fuck! You want to get caught then, <laughs> right? What that's the... kind of a weird addendum. Like, why not both? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the church. Apparently, he he saw the the books of the church. They had ten million dollars in it or something in their bank. I forget. Well, that's exactly fucking the crazy. That it's like okay, I successfully complete the job. And I get something that every fucking high schooler gets when they turn 16. (laughs) Or you finance my siblings' education if I fuck it up. And I I am held hostage by North Korea. The American dilemma. He has a funny saying. Like, I can't treat the whole video, like I said. But he said, uh, this is where I thought I could strike it rich or something like that. He says something fucking, like, cliche like that. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, this is my only golden opportunity. That's what he says. This is my only golden opportunity. My only... Yeah. He's going golden to like business school. I'm going to be cruising away to the sunset in a 2006 Honda Accord EXL. <laughs> Two doors, baby. All right. It's not like he's like a destitute drug addict. He's like studying abroad in Beijing. He's like going to going to college. Like it's they just know a he's crazy... a rich frat boy. This is what I was trying to say. They know he's a fucking rich kid for sure. And they're just trying to like they know they can get he's a 
rich kid in America. That means something. They can get something for him. This is the story they made up. It's like terrible story. Well, like they do no research. I would have been like, do you want me to do you want me to touch this up a little bit for you? Because half this shit is just make, <laughs> gonna make me laugh. Like if I have to say that, I would listen. I don't know how many how much torture it would take for me to not laugh during that entirety of that speech. <laughs> oh, because I would, yeah, I giggle to myself here when I say something. I'd be there and I'd be like, a new to you car. <laughs> but here, here's the thing too. This is this is like the mind games that North Korea plays. As part of me thinks. This was intentionally made non-believable, like even to Americans, because I feel like North Koreans could research like what what a believable story would be, and they intentionally drafted it as an insult to America. In it a could way, be, definitely could be. You know, you don't know, but I mean, unless their information's dated, yeah. You know what I mean? They might only know things from like the 40s or the 50s or something. Like, like their top strategist was like, yeah, I guess this is it. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Well, the people that are in charge are highly educated. There's no I way. Mean, that's the thing. You just don't know. Like, not, still, not, North Korean, like, no matter where you're in charge, like military, you're only supposed to know so much. They don't want you knowing too much about the outside world, like yeah. cultures and shit like that, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's someone, I don't want to say it for sure, but I'm sure there's someone in the North Korean government whose job is to like know different cultures of different countries. But I would guarantee you that it's not the same person who's in charge of writing this note. <laughs> Dude, yeah, fascism inherently fucking encourages and breeds ignorance. Like that yeah. is just, that's why it never fucking ends up going well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay. But now we know how much it takes to buy a North Korean off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use car, baby. Hey, <laughs> listen, I need all your state secrets, and I'll tell you what, I will co-sign for you. <laughs> Here's a credit card. Need a credit card? Here's two. Saw you had your eye on that Dodge Caravan over there. <laughs> all right. That happens. He goes away. Uh, don't hear about too much from Otto, the public. Uh, by mid-March, though, Otto's filmed at his trial, which took a total of one hour where they showed surveillance video of Otto stealing the propaganda, and he gives a teary and fearful testimony is how I described it. He confessed, asked for forgiveness and leniency. He says, think of my family about four or five times, and then he's sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. Otto was looking less well in this video. His face looked vacant through the trial, and at the end, there's like two guards who basically had to like drag him out of the courthouse. It's kind of like, he was like levitated, but like, kicking his feet at the same he looked like he was trying to walk but couldn't it was really fucking weird i'll show you what was his closing statement was it like yes that is my human body in <laughs> the film uh as i traverse my feet across the hallway in my hush hush sneakers <laughs> i nail it pretty much yeah it's, it's pretty not, close, it's not not far off okay so this one's only a minute we're gonna watch this one Oh, I was used and manipulated. Please. Please. Please save me. Please save my life. Please think of my family. I'm the oldest son in my family. The video again. Thumbprint for a signature. 
Mm, this isn't a good one where you see him getting walked outside. All the cameras is fucking crazy. Yeah, this is the one that. This morning, hey, look, 21-year-old Otto like, Warmbier is behind bars in North like Korea. Walking, but not really. He just looks like he's kind of getting dragged out of there. Prison with hard labor. A visibly shaken Warmbier paraded before cameras, speaking at his trial Wednesday, which only lasted one hour. I was used and manipulated. Please. Anyways, that video was just to show you how he was walking out. Pretty much dragged out. Looks fucked. Did anybody else feel that that crying was not super real? Or am I am I alone? Because I have no empathy or something. It's pretty strange. Yeah. It looked like someone who didn't know what was going on anymore. Like, I don't know if he was acting I or would... if he was just like, I'm so broken that I think I'm supposed to cry right now. And like, I don't think yeah. that was like, I just think he's so broken. He's just broken. Like, That's fair. Yeah, all emotions just... going into him. I don't know if they're right. one or okay. ten. Like scary shit, man. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. It's kind of like he was, he was kind of. It sounded like kind of performative, but it also kind of sounded like his high school speech, in a way, like the inverse of that. It was performative, but like in a tragic way. Hmm. Um, but Agreed. That's yeah. probably the best way to put it. Like he was that time. He wasn't reading off a script. You know, he sounded yeah. American again, but not just broken. But it was natural for him to be performative then. Are we calling Otto a sociopath? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes. I mean, it tracks. It would take someone very callous and monstrous to do something as evil as take down a poster. <laughs> yeah, very true. Try to subvert North Korea. No, sir. That's the last time anybody gets any information from North Korea about Otto publicly. Uh, so we'll go to what the State Department's up to in the background. So a guy named Robert King, he's an American diplomat who deals, who dealt, I guess, with North Korea. He was on the case pretty much the same day Otto was detained. For seven years prior, King was the special envoy for North Korean human rights issues. King had helped oversee the safe release of more than a dozen imprisoned Americans. He knew the whole getting Otto out of North Korea's hands was going to go. Like, he knew how that was going to go. First, they would make Otto confess to something illegal that he may or may not have done. Then they could get some leverage from America. Then they were going to stall and stall and stall until they could use Otto as a bargaining chip in some other thing that North Koreans were looking for. Usually it would be humanitarian aid or something to that extent. They would just hold a prisoner there until I think this time there was a big flood or something in North Korea and they needed some help before they started talking. But that's a little bit later on. So King meets with the Warmbier family, tells them how this is going to take a while, tells them to it's going to be a marathon. This is going to be a fast race. So you, this might be a couple of years. So let's do this. So first thing, King needs some leverage over the North Koreans. Uh, King actually worked under the Obama administration and the relationship between the U.S. and North Korea was in shambles under his presidency. North Korea didn't want to deal with America at all with Obama. So most of the time, if King wanted to deal with the North Koreans, he would have to go through the Swedish ambassador to get a hold of the North Koreans. But as soon as Trump was elected, they reached out to make a deal for Otto. Uh, Richard King retired and was replaced by a guy named Joseph Gunn, the newly appointed U.S. representative in North Korea policy. A uh, representative from North Korea was supposed to come to America on February 2017. They're going to bring up all of them, but that was stalled because Kim Jong-un orchestrated an assassination of his half-brother uh, with a chemical weapon at an international airport. So no more talking to North Korea. We can't. We got bad press right now. So that got all stalled. Uh, it didn't take too long for the two countries to get back to the negotiating table, though. 
Uh, by April, they were back talking. Representatives from both countries met in Norway and made a deal to get a Swedish ambassador to meet Otto and a few other Americans detained in North Korea. Not long after, when the Swedish ambassador was about to go there, he was denied access to Otto. But he was actually allowed to see the other detainees that North Korea, like the American detainees. So that's April. By June, the U.S. got word that Otto was unconscious and has been since the day after he was sentenced to his 15 years of hard labor. So that's why the Americans started to think that North Korea was stalling in these negotiations because they didn't know what to fucking do. Otto's like unconscious. They don't know how to fucking tell the Americans. So they're just like, no, you can't see them or we're not going to deal with you. So, but once Trump heard about Otto's condition, his administration pressured North Korea to send Otto home on humanitarian grounds. Yun and two other diplomats finally got approval to see Otto and flew out to see him. They landed and were led to the hospital he was in. It's called the Friendship Hospital, which I found that interesting that it's the Friendship United Church and the Friendship Hospital that he ended up. The Friendship United Church mm-hmm. sent him to fucking North Korea. And the Friendship Hospital saved him from dying, I guess. Otto was on the second floor ICU room, a shell of a man with a feeding tube bleeding through his nostrils. He didn't react to anyone in the room. According to the ambassador, it looked like Otto had brain damage, and it also looked as if he had been well taken care of by his captors. The North Korean doctor said that he was in a coma due to botulism, which I looked up botulism. There's a cure pretty simple one that's been around for a long time and yeah i if, don't i don't trust north korea to be at the forefront of medicine so uh, i i give him i'll give him a pass on that one i don't think it's botulism though it would be a really hard circumstance for him to be brain dead from botulism from i would what I, I would, would be understand. stunned if their infant mortality rate wasn't 98 <laughs> percent. the north korean said that he'd been in the state for over a year the ambassadors were showing many brain scans showing auto had extensive brain damage you know what happens he ate one of those fucking bags of candy. Yeah, probably. He probably had to eat like a fucking rat somewhere in a prison to stay alive. Yeah, uh, or there was, was one kidding. in the bag of candy. I mean, we've seen those fucking things. That's a theory. We'll we'll, we'll get into it with the botulism. That's if you crazy. Think it's botulism it looks cool. like a pouch of disease coming out of a vending machine. After about a day of negotiations, usually they would take the Americans around and do the whole tour that they do with all the fucking other tours, like bring them to the USS Pueblo and stuff. The Americans weren't having it. They're like, just fucking bring us to Otto. We're not going on a helicopter tour. Shut the fuck up. They bring them in there. The North Koreans decide that Otto could go home. Then they bring him into the judge's chambers and get him a fucking pardon and then send him home on a plane. I didn't know. I don't know if they brought him into the chambers, but they gave him a pardon before he left, which I find hilarious. They wheeled him in there. (laughs) They're like, hey, uh, we wanted to make an example out of him, not kill him and then try to hide it for 11 months. We're going to pardon him. So that'll fix it. (laughs) Yeah. So he gets to go home. Uh, When he landed, his parents were waiting for him on the tarmac. Before they could get into the plane to see him, Fred Warmbier said that he heard a guttural scream and like weird sounds coming from the plane. And he said it was Otto freaking out while jerking around, strapped in his restraints. Uh, According to Fred, Otto's arms and legs were, quote, totally deformed. Uh, His head had been shaved. There was still a feeding tube in his nose. Most disturbing fact, Fred said that, quote, it looked like someone had taken a pair of pliers and rearranged his bottom teeth. Upon seeing her brother, Otto's sister left the plane screaming, apparently. Fred and Cindy knew their son wasn't awake, but thought that he was aware that he was back in America. And that's why he was, like, freaking out of joy. 
Uh, <laughs> Fred hugged Otto in a seat, but his eyes remained open and empty, which is sad. I shouldn't be making fun of poor Otto. The only thing that continued was the weird screaming of the brain dead dude. Uh, he was driven to the hospital to continue his treatment there. Uh, two days later, Fred Warmbier wore Otto's suit from his North Korean trial and spoke at his son's old high school. And what seems like a couple hours later after that speech, the Warmbiers decided to take Otto off his feeding tube and let him pass. I'm sorry, did he, he said his father wore the suit he was wearing? Yeah. That seems like a weird flex to be I like, look, I can fit in my up. child's clothes. <laughs> I'm five like, foot four, I still fit in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, that would be so funny if the sleeves are too long. <laughs> He's just swimming in it. <laughs> my baby boy <laughs> you wore it pretty well they they uh must be the same height yeah they probably they look the same size actually like they look pretty much the same older version of them well i shouldn't say pretty much the same but like same build yeah so they let him off the feeding tube doctors say he'd never wake up ever again so they sat by his bedside for six days before he died the warm beer started to hit the news cycle to talk about their son which i don't know if i could do that part they're talking shit about the Obama administration, how they never did anything, and they demanded that Trump administration do something about the North Korean terrorists. Trump used the warm beers as a rallying call to label the North Korean regime as harbors of terrorism or terrorists. Uh, this gave Trump administration the right to impose stricter and harsher sanctions in the future. Trump was hammering down that Otto was tortured in his press conferences, and the warm beers were invited along to reinforce these beliefs. They even got to go to the State of the Union address where Trump makes mention of Otto's memory and how he needs to be honored. I don't know. Political piece at this point. Trump has a meeting with Kim Jong-un. I don't remember if you guys remember that. Before this, he was mm -hmm. super pro-Otto. And then afterwards, after the meeting, he calls Kim Jong-un a nice guy. He's a good guy. You know, he said of he course. doesn't believe that Kim Jong-un <laughs> knew anything about Otto. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the warm beers were pissed at Trump after this. They felt used and you guys know that when when trump was originally campaigning prior to 2016 there was an there's an early thing where someone asked him about the the bathroom issue with transgender folks probably like 2015 or something and he's like what are you talking about i have no idea what you're talking about like had no had no knowledge of it and the very next time he's in public and being asked about it he's like not in my country <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a dead horse, but the biggest fucking idiot. Like, you couldn't surprise me less than saying well, he came back impressed with Kim Jong-un and a successful <laughs> dictator. Wasn't he pretty staunchly um, pro-gay rights, like, before he switched to... For sure. Oh, yes. Rights? He was... Because yeah. he, he follows whatever gets his ego stroked the most. Like, that's oh, always been him. Or gets his penis stroked the most. Also that. Yeah. Or gets people to watch The Apprentice. Yeah, exactly. in the case Ratings. of his penis, he follows uh, a, a middle-aged Jewish guy to an island <laughs> to participate <laughs> in certain activities. Yeah, good old Trumpy. Yeah. Poor guy. He's misunderstood, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, I fail to understand it on a daily basis. <laughs> that's a good way of putting that. I like it. You could figure out how it went from there. Life goes on, man. Like People forgot about Otto and he's a good guy now and fucking North Korea has probably got better relations with North Korea now than America ever has. The mystery we're trying to figure out today is I guess what 
happened to Otto? How did he come back in a coma like that? There's a lot of wackadoo theories out there, honestly. Like, I don't even know if they have any merit. Like, oh, he had an allergic reaction, so he was in a coma. Like, I don't know if that's a thing that can happen. I tried to look it up, but I don't see it anywhere. Uh, so I'm not even going to really give that too much of a thing. But there's a couple other theories. It's kind of funny that this could only happen to, like, like a privileged white kid. Like, I mean, I know, like, bad things can happen to other people, but something this unique would only happen to somebody who 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 could afford a lifestyle that would put them in a position yeah for sure then travel the world and particular north korea like imagine being able to go like you know it'd be funny if we if we went and spent a weekend completely imbibed in fascism <laughs> you guys want to do that you want to go want to go do fascism for a weekend and then and just then took a little piece home with us for our local yeah. church cuz well that's the thing it's like you have to be so fucking delusional to be like, oh, nothing bad will happen to me. Let me just roll this up. No, that's exactly. That's the privilege part of it, for sure. You have to think you're so invincible that you can go to North Korea and steal and no one's going to catch you. Like, God. I'm white and American. Yeah. Well, there is the the controversy of whether he took a poster or not. Perfect. That doesn't even go into That's it. what I'm saying. I need, like, character accounts for him. Was he that brazen or was that definitely made up, right? So, like, well, well, I want to know what that what that is like. What is there like another thing that people suppose happened other than him taking something? They were just grabbing the first American they could for. Life. Yeah, they just grabbed him because they kind of they uh, had some background on him, and and they used that as an excuse. Yeah, which I think is pretty plausible. I, I think, think that's way more likely than he actually stole anything because that video. If they would have had video, they would have showed him walking towards the camera or something like that. Video does not look real. Like it looks like it was super staged. Like, oh yeah, no, it looks like they tried to intentionally obscure it. Yeah. Do you know the exact date he went to North Korea? Do we know this? Twenty eighth, twenty. I could look. I could go back. Twenty eighth of so, what? I, well, I want. Hold December. on. I want to understand better. Is the the supposition is that like they were gonna grab an American no matter what to do something with is or that someone that yes, but not even that. I mean, it could have just been an opportunity like. Um, I think uh, what was happening geopolitically, that was also the lead up to when they were testing more of their nuclear missiles. And there was that ramp up and the United States was coming kind of back with some rhetoric like, you know, we obviously are not approving of this. So it was kind of like could have been like a side a way to kind of sidetrack the attention. Was that, was that before the president before or after the president of the United States trolled? a dictator on twitter <laughs> slightly before so obama was technically it was like his outgoing last year i think 2017 yeah. uh, yeah. 2018 yeah. so then trump took over like right in the middle of negotiations the beginning of the negotiations and holy shit yeah could you imagine like that that <laughs> And that's, be. <laughs> that's when we had the whole uh you remember the hawaii false alarm that the, the oh, like yeah. nuke, nukes were being launched at hawaii yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's like oh this is the end of the world uh so yeah it's crazy shit dude i can't imagine anything like fun like i don't even care like if somebody like actually voted for trump if you were over like a prisoner of like 
any kind of like foreign country and, and <laughs> risking being imprisoned for life. And you're like, they're fighting for me. Okay, cool. Uh, well, what, so what's going on? Okay. Well, uh, so Obama did have this pretty good deal, but then like, um, you know, there was an election. So now Donald Trump is the one <laughs> bartering for your life. <laughs> and Trump, I mean, the crazy thing is Trump got him back, but, he was effectively dead when he <laughs> arrived on the like, There's a good chance maybe he could have come back whole. <laughs> but but Trump is like when he landed, Trump was like campaigning on or not campaigning, but celebrating it. Like, I got him back. And it's yeah. like, oh, bro. Yeah. You oh, uh yeah. and then there's the whole Dennis Rodman thing we didn't even get into. The Oh yeah. God, yeah. Dennis Rodman went over there and was like Basically, the day Dennis Rodman left was the day they released Otto. So, I mean, on the surface, it really looks like Dennis Rodman's the one who pulled the strings to to get him over. Dennis Rodman is a big part. A lot of people do say that Dennis Rodman had, like you said, like probably the guy was like, just send him home, man. I'll dunk one for you. I'll play one on one with you, man. It's Dennis just, Rodman it just... even says he did it. Like he said, Dennis Rodman goes like, yeah, I had to go like say something, man. He's like my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so It just really strikes me as like, like imagine like, you know, like you order from like DoorDash and then like you get like a notification saying like, oh, your, your Dasher had to cancel the order. But then you get like a text from this random number that's like, no, pal, I got you. I'm going to bring your food straight to you. <laughs> and then it's like. It doesn't get there to like the next morning and he's like dropped it three times and it's like all like crushed and, and cold. And he's like, then you just see somehow like you end up friends with him on Facebook and he's just like patting himself on the back. Like you won't believe the good deed I did last night, guys. No, <laughs> I see. I, I know what you're saying, but no, he was already in a coma before Trump was president. I don't know. It would kind of it would kind of be like that DoorDash guy, you know, hooks you up. But he he brings you your food and it's just like he just like took a shit in it and it's just like, disgusting. It's like totally ruined. It's like, it's like you open the container and it's your son yeah. in a vegetative state. Yeah. <laughs> and then he and then you see him bragging on Twitter like, bro, I totally hooked this guy up. It's so dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a couple theories that go. I think there's like four theories, not super lots of theories on this one. But the main one, one, not the main one, the first one I want to talk about is the uh, North Koreans are telling the truth, botulism, which is the first part of that name of the theory is the North Koreans are telling the truth part makes me not believe it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely not botulism. It just makes no sense. I went and looked into botulism a bit. Like there's possibility, very slim possibility you could get full-blown brain damage from botulism, but not in this way. And he'd be dead already. Like he'd be dead after... Botulism would have killed him. Anyway, so it's probably not that, but fuck, you never know. Maybe I had to eat a rat, like Rick said, and then he just got sick from something like that. Maybe it's just a different sickness that's not botulism. There's people saying it's sickness. Cool, I guess. The one that Trump, Fred Warmbier, and all the Warmbiers, pretty much pretty much the whole town, Cincinnati, was saying about him is that he's beaten in jail. Fred Warmbier made some pretty crazy accusation of teeth being rearranged by pliers and foot scars that were signs of torture. Uh, and he did it on national television. Trump even backed him on these claims. The doctors who attended Otto when he was returned to America did not like this and had their, held their own press conference. Their press conference was like out of the blue and the coroner that examined Otto, Dr. Lakshmi, 
<laughs> Sam Samarco wanted to set the record straight. First of all, I'll let you know, Otto did not have a, an autopsy when he came back to America, which makes this crazier in a way to me. Like, why wouldn't you just do that so you can figure out what happened? But the Warmbiers said that they didn't have an autopsy conducted because they thought that their son had already been through enough and they didn't want to put him through anymore. I feel like if you're getting tortured in North Korea, you could take an autopsy, but that's just me. I mean, like... If that's his parents' response, it explains how he kind of got into this mess. <laughs> okay. I didn't think of it that way, but logic is gone from that. I hate, to be, I hate to be the one that say it, says it, but... <laughs> it, it's um, a point that someone brought up that I, I hadn't even uh, thought of until they said it. But his parents being uh, Jewish might have had, they have some kind of burial um, thing. They didn't say that in the interview, but um, I supposed I to be think, buried as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It might've, it might've been, but that's a good point. Maybe it was a religious thing. I feel like they would have said that though, because they were criticized highly for not getting an autopsy. <laughs> like, like people would ask a lot of questions about the autopsy thing. So I feel like they just would have been like against our religion, but maybe like, maybe that's a thing. Well, I mean, grief is is fucking odd, though, too. I mean, like, it very well could have been that they just couldn't fathom, like, cutting into him after all that. It, so I do and there's it. really no there's really no promise that that would have told them anything. He had been in the coma for like two years yeah. at that point, so it's kind of like, I mean, I, I get it. I I was definitely frustrated by it because, you know, everybody obviously wants to know as much as we can about it but yeah and, I can't either really and honestly even if we did know what's it going to solve what what kind of problem are we going to hit like the north koreans aren't going to be like you caught us we'll never do it again they're just going to do it again like who cares that's true but i am so inquisitive that i think even if it happened to somebody that i was in charge of making that call for i would be like we got to do a fucking autopsy like i need to know definitively i i agree but that's just it's like how fucked up would it be if yeah. he's just like on the coroner's table and then like they put the scalpel in and you just hear ow and then there's like a korean guy in a skin suit and rick's like told you <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi yeah. answer wins again yeah okay so anyways this is what dr samarco had to say uh, she led by saying that she hadn't done a press conference earlier out of respect for the warm beers but then she decided that she had to because what Fred and Cindy were saying was against their findings. First thing she says is that Otto's teeth were normal looking, not rearranged with pliers. The quote is natural and in good repair. So she's directly countering what the dad said. Yes. And then she found no significant scars, dismissing the foot scar as not definitively indicative of anything. And this lady works for North Korea, huh? She's <laughs> Some speculation about the foot scar just could be anything like to give them IVs and they fucking ripped it out or something. There's a bunch of different things, but no, it doesn't show any like signs of like torture. It's just a cut. Nothing bad. Just IVs in his feet that they yanked out. That's pretty strange, right? <laughs> but when you're a North Korean, it's not like it sounds like torture. It doesn't sound like you're getting fucking like your fingers cut off or something. Like, you know what I mean? It's not... Well, I mean, it supports my theory that they know nothing about medicine. So they're just like treating people in the hospital and they're like, oh, we got to change the IV. I hate this fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> just yanks it out. Oh. <laughs> one of the things that one of the, the possible theories I read into and it, it wasn't enough evidence. I mean, there really was no evidence. It was just kind of a fringe theory, but it, it fit 
Um, and I didn't put it in the episode because there really wasn't anything definitive to show that. But what do you call it? Waterboarding, I think, was a good possibility. You know, I was looking into any kinds of torture that wouldn't leave an obvious mark. Actually, I have some torture, non-physical torture stuff coming up here that yeah, North Korean yeah. defector okay. went into. Uh, which there's one in there that like I didn't know existed and I don't want it to ever happen to me. Oh my god. Is it is it like putting those bamboo shoots under your fingernails? No, non physical. So But do you think that you could figure that out with it without doing an autopsy, just looking at a body? Maybe not after years of letting it heal. If the fingernails were separated from his hands, uh, uh maybe. Uh, no, I think they do it so it, it, it doesn't like leave a mark. It just is super painful because there's a lot of nerves there. Whatever they did, it didn't have any evidence. They said there's no physical no signs of physical trauma at all. Actually, they said he was taken care of quite well while he was in North Korea. So they either did nothing or they're really fucking good. <laughs> they said both sides of his brain had suffered damage simultaneously. So it couldn't have been a blow to the head because that would, it would have had to been something different like poison or oxygen deficiency that would attack the whole brain all at once. Uh, there was no evidence of any broken bones, but no autopsy was done. So they couldn't really prove that one. They said his body was in excellent condition, like I said. So the likelihood of them physically beating him to death probably isn't the case. But without an autopsy, it's hard to say for sure. What I can say, though, is that anyone who has been detained by North Koreans claim they, they were treated well. They claim there was a lot of like emotional slash mental torture done. Like your country hates you and they're not coming. You're stuck here forever. You're here for like stuff like that. Get in your head. But they were never beaten. That's so funny because I would be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the North Koreans tend to keep their political prisoners in good shape so they can use them for leverage later. But if you're a North Korean doing something illegal, then you're fucking in for it. They have like labor camps that you just starve at, just have to eat rats and shit like you're talking about. Defectors are told like, eating shit to survive like they ate someone else's shit because there's no other food like hopefully like ugh. foreigners treated great um so i doubt that he was beaten to death but it is in there as a possibility just this brain damage alone shows that it's probably not the case how can you tell that both sides of the brain that that damage happened at the same time if there's no autopsy done like what's the brain scan science behind that all the brain scans there's dead but how do, i don't understand like if if my brain gets fucked up a year ago how do they know they have brain scans from the north koreans from the moment he was left in that hospital all the way oh. they gave him all, everything i agree i'm not i'm just saying it's not likely it doesn't mean it's. i didn't realize they were from the north koreans i thought they got the body back no they have like... they took some when he was back too but they also have them from way back from when they because i was there like backpedaling like see he's been brain dead the whole time we did nothing i think i i think i have a theory about it all so whenever we're okay right. well you you guys do your crazy theories at the end because i like them uh the next theory is poison i don't think it's crazy well maybe it's not crazy but most of your theories yes or no are crazy <laughs> i don't know why you gotta throw that on me <laughs> put respect on my name richard I, I saw this video from a youtube channel called asian boss and it was called ex north korean spy reveals truth behind otto warmbier's death the uncut uh, interview and it was like a fucking hour long. I watched the whole thing, which I found it super interesting. The ex-North Korean spy said that he knows the Otto Warbier case. Well, it was only about maybe 10 or 15 minutes of the whole thing was about Otto, but they used that as like the highlight. And he said he wasn't directly involved in the Otto Warbier thing, but he said he was a spy during that time. And some of his colleagues were direct directly involved. And he said that Otto wouldn't have been physically tortured, which we kind of said. He would have been tortured in different ways, like waterboarding or the chili torture, which I don't fucking didn't know this existed. You just take hot chili pepper powder and mix it with water and like run it through your orifices, like your nose and shit. 
for days and hours on time. Fuck what that. Fuck? <laughs> fuck that. Jesus Christ. <sighs> so he could have just been allergic to something in the pepper and well the allergy is part of one of the theories but i don't believe that one either i don't know if he's like if it closes up his nose and he can't breathe and then there's like oxygen deficiency like like an allergy can make your nose close up and your throat swell up right for sure you could die from an allergy in that way especially that would count for the lack of oxygen to the brain too for sure he also says that he that Otto was probably interrogated found out that he wasn't a spy and to cover it up they made him brain dead he said that they would have done this intentionally. Now, in the case of Otto, he claims that it's probably bio-warfare. He says that North Korea is involved in a lot of illegal bio-warfare research that the rest of the world says is illegal. And North Korea goes, fuck you, we're doing it. He also says, like, North Korea has so much bio-warfare that if, if their, like, lab was broken into or whatever, they could kill the whole world. Which, mm. cool, whatever, I'll believe it. I, I don't see why not. It seems like an evil thing that North Koreans would do. They said that the biowarfare research was headed by a guy named Ri Sung-gi, a North Korean scientist whose claim to fame is the inventor of vinylon, vinylon. And it's just like a more economic version of nylon. And it's widely used in North Korea. It's so famous in North Korea that it's considered the North Korean national fiber, which <laughs> I was like, there's a national fiber of North Korea. Cool. Like that's fun to me. <laughs> After he invented uh, Vinylon, he was made the head of North Korea's chemical nuclear weapons program. He worked on stuff no one else in the world would know about. The ex-spy is pretty sure that North Korean government have something to make him go into a coma, damage his brain, and make him a way that he would never wake up. That would be undetectable to Western scientists. Just they're so advanced in that crazy stuff. He says it's about a 70 to 80% chance this is what happened to Otto. Mm, I'm sure that is a thoroughly calculated figure. Well, that's what he said. It's only his opinion. And I, I don't want that one to be true because it's scary, but I could see how someone could believe that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have yeah. such an like a weapon that could just brain dead you without being able to figure it out. Scary shit. Thoughts on the, the <laughs> bio warfare guy. North Korea is known for bio warfare shit too. So yeah, I'm going to, I have thoughts on that, but I'm going to hold on to it. Okay. I think if they did that and the whole point is to keep these secret program secret it's really risky to give his body back when they know this dude's basically dead that's true yeah i kind of think and they could have gotten away with never that's doing true. it never giving it back i think they would have gotten rid of the body if it was something to that nature it's not worth like i don't know unless they knew for a fact there wasn't going to be an autopsy that's a coin flip i mean that's i don't know yeah i agree i i don't think it's that but it's scary to think about and whatever this guy was it was a good interview if anybody wants to watch that video i'll link it it's it is fun yeah. to watch. The last one that I, I'm pretty much leaning towards is that Otto, once he got a sentence, tried to kill himself, didn't succeed, brain deaded himself. They tried to save him. He was in a coma. It was too late. And they didn't really know what to do. I just think that's the most likely Occam's razor thing for me. He yeah. just got back to his thing, tried to kill himself and choked himself out and they just saved him. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I'm going to jump off that and just give my theory now. Then it really feels like an, like a, just like an oopsie. That they tried to, to like save face on and just did a terrible job because it's North Korea. And when in reality, it probably would have been more understandable if they were just like, ooh, yeah, this happened. Um, and instead, like they did that thing where like they covered it up and it just made it worse every time. Like they just got deeper and deeper into the lie. And Asian countries are, I mean, not, I don't mean this in any kind of prejudice way, but they're kind of known for their oopsies, you know? Like, uh, you backpedal like 70 years ago, like, you know, you have Japan, like 
um, you know, just going about their business and all of a sudden they're flying planes in the military boats in American waters. More recently, when I talk about bio stuff, sometimes you just have a research center full of viruses that you've bioengineered and one just maybe leaks out a little bit and all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, oopsie, the whole world shut down. These are things that happen in Asia, Richard. Yeah. Whoopsie could be a two man like the accent. And then they just took two years to like make them look like they've been taking care of them really well, like let them heal up and everything. And then just send them back on his way when they feel like no one will ever figure out what we did. You know, that's why it still could be bio warfare. Maybe it just was never going to be detectable. anymore. that's why it took two years. They took blood sample every fucking day, made sure that it would they wouldn't find what they were put into them. You know, well, I mean, I, I think bio warfare is a different Asian country, but. Well, whatever. I'm just saying. That's all. That's where I'm at with theories. Anybody else have any more? Like, I'm at the tried to kill himself, but whoopsie is a good one, too. I like that one, too. Well, no, I mean, I think that coincides. Like, Kim, because, like, they probably want to make sure they don't do that. And, you know, somebody was, like, supposed to be watching him, but it was, like, you know, his turn yeah. to poop that week, and then they didn't sync it up right, so. Yeah, that guy that was watching him just, lo- like, his his kids and his kids' kids and his parents and every, like, five generations are all now in work camps because they were supposed yeah. to watch him better. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't uh, shock me at all. I also agree that it was probably some sort of an oopsie, but I think what's crazy is if there weren't some sort of political repercussions, which I don't really know how you push back against North Korea at this point anyway. I think what's crazy is they know that they now can arrest people they can become brain dead in their custody and they still trade them for something yeah kind of, kind of weird precedent to up, set they just up the value of all their political prisoners is that what you're saying like they're, yeah they're they're like well, they don't even need to be alive now <laughs> this is just what we got sweet. for the conscious one what do we yeah. get for because i think uh trump ended up sending him aid for a flood or something like that in exchange i think there was like part of that was part of the deal I can't remember exactly what it was. But. Yeah, he he like signed an agreement that said they were going to get a couple million dollars in exchange for his medical care that they basically brain deaded him and then charged us a bill. So apparently I, I read some stuff that said he signed this bill, but then we never actually gave him any money for it anyways. And it, in fact, we, we seized uh, like a quarter million dollars in a foreign assets from somebody who was doing business for North Korea in the U S later on, like a couple years later. Oh man, and, that rocks. Yeah. And that money they gave to, but here's the weird, like if you're conspiracy pilled, which I'm not, I, I think it's a weird coincidence, but it was uh, like around $200,000 that the Warren beer family ended up getting, which is coincidentally the amount in Otto's confession that he said, um, you know, his parents would get if he was captured. Well, they had to make the story true. I mean, they're making a movie here. They sued North Korea for, I fucking forget how much, like $9 million or something. And they won. And this was their way of like giving them as much as they still owe. The North Koreans still owe the warm beers, like a couple million dollars in restitution. Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How the fuck did they hold a con- an entire country, especially North Korea? All it takes all it, anything anybody says. If if it's happening, I don't know why that's happening, but if it's happening <laughs> in, in a US court no and North Korea doesn't send someone to represent, the judge can still right. you know, put a decision down. I think what's I don't crazy think, yeah. is that they seized some money and then somebody was actually like, Hey, why don't we give them some money? 
I think that's fucking wild. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. The Warm Beers got the money, like some money, some they're still like devastated over the whole thing, obviously. And that I it would just like main character syndrome would just spike. You you know what I mean? Like you're just thinking like everything's about me. This is fucking crazy. I can't believe this happened to me. Like yeah, they were ultimately found guilty by U.S. court and ordered to pay five hundred million dollars. That's what it was. But it's it's like yeah, obviously Pyongyang was like go fuck yourself. We're not giving. <laughs> yeah, like that just uh, seems like. I mean, I get you know maybe symbolic, but it's just symbolic. Seems, yeah, yeah, just beyond anything else. But they still got yeah. some cash would, out of it, which is interesting. That, and that would yeah. be pretty fucking cool to be like. You know, anytime like you're just hanging out in a bar drinking because, you know, your son was uh, murdered by a foreign country for just somebody to bring up North Korea. And he's like, those motherfuckers owe me five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those motherfuckers yeah. are paying for your drinks tonight. Yeah, I no. got the documents <laughs> to prove it. Anything I missed, TZ, that we should go because that's pretty much the end of this episode. Unless I missed wow, something. I wonder if any debt collector would take that on. He just got dog the bounty hunter ready it, to fucking. No, it would probably be like something like Portfolio Recovery Associates, where like they just like fucking like buy it for thirty eight dollars and try to collect seven hundred fifty million. Well, I know you guys uh, run a uh, you know investigation group. Do you guys want to take on a uh, an assets recovery uh, mission? Yes. yes, 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 we do. That would be dope. I'm involved, but. We have to recover the original propaganda poster. <laughs> oh, certainly. The uh, the what when is it up? The the United States treaty or uh, travel ban is up in August of this year. I think they have to they'd have to renew it. So we might be able to go in uh, in August if you guys are down. Oh shit! They have a water park. Oh shit! They have a water park. We're going. We're going to collect. Wow, it did not take much to sell me on this place. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> going to North Korea right now, though, is a lot like going to like the Gaza Strip. Well, I wonder what's going to be on the fifth floor now. Yeah, we got to go up to the fifth floor in the Yangakto. So they hide yeah, this. I, you know what would be very funny? Dollars. If we could, if we, I, I will take the heat for this one. We'll go. All right. But then I will come back brain dead. So like the first time an American goes back and they come, I will take that. You'll take just for, for the, for the yucks for for us. Oh, thank you. You you like wear your best sneaking shoes and get one of them posters. (laughs) I'm going to duct tape pillows to the bottom of my converse. Just go sneaking down the, (laughs) <laughs> except except i slip on the overly waxed floors and <laughs> in the fifth floor and then crack my skull and that's how i wound up right dead. for the for the finale like what's the what's the answer we're giving them um we just gotta wrap this up because it's it's done she, yeah, unless you guys three, have it three for one they're all true pal <laughs> <laughs> you paid for one solve and we're giving you three how lucky are you <laughs> Thanks, yeah, we're running a deal. Three songs. I knew you could do it. <laughs> times three. Did you know we could do it three times? Yeah, that's great. He got beat, got poisoned, and he tried to kill himself all at the same time. Okay. Well, I think I think that's a fitting uh, conclusion because at the end of the day, how he died really doesn't matter too much because we know North Korea is basically the cause of it. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I came to the conclusion at the end of the podcast was like, you know, no matter the specifics of how he died, like North Korea 
killed him for basically no reason. Like, even if he did steal a poster, which he probably didn't, like, even if he did kill himself, which he probably didn't, like, mm-hmm. they yeah, oh, yeah. what if, um, did what if an autopsy uh, did happen and they found that there was some sort of poison used and it was classified? So the parents just said, No, nah, we never had him on autopsy, like, they were yeah. told to say that. Could totally be an option too. too. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do feel that that is a very good point. We all agree that North Korea did it, and China did COVID. I'm glad we all agree on that, guys. I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right, wrapped it up. Thanks. Uh, I'll send you a bill in the mail. All right, thanks, guys. TZ, thank you for coming. I appreciate you. Yeah. That was about two hours of your time that you could have probably done something. Hey, it was fun, fun, man. More useful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. I just watched Private Dicks and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on.